holding a mic for most of your life. You can't. <laughs> yes. You can't hold one more. No. Name, rank, and serial number. Are you recording yet? Yep. I will not break under interrogation. You started telling me a story, and you stopped because you want it recorded for, for posterity. Pomp posterity. Yes. 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 That's correct. Well, as far as I can see, I mean, I'm. This is the first kind of pop group trip to the states for quite a long time, yep. and I'm really amazed and embodied and my morale is really picked up by the state of what i call the underground or the alternative nation in america and it's just like you know because i remember you know i remember way back in the day when there was like rough trade san francisco and out of rough trade san francisco research magazine started right and then from research magazine the whole reappraisal of like william, william burroughs and and ballard and the, and the beginning of what at that stage was called industrial culture throbbing gristle boyd rice monte cazazo all that sort of stuff which it's like the name alternative it kind of got commodified but anyway from there came mark pauling survival research laboratories um amok feral house which is one of my favorite printing presses of all time and then Mondo 2000 mm. with Are You Serious and stuff, yeah. right? Which it sounds to me like Boing Boing is a kind of digital yeah. wing of, 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 you know. Yeah, a spiritual successor. Or, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so how many shows are you, are, are you, are you into at this point? How many, how, how many shows have you played in the States don't so far? Me. Don't, 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 don't got, ask I can't that. count. I missed alphabet and, and, and counting lessons at school. I, I think off. it's in the single digits as far as. Where? Since you've been here in the states on this on this oh, leg, oh yeah, of the okay, yeah, yeah. We'll start. We'll work backwards. Okay. How many shows have you played on the current tour? Which tour? The one that you're. Aren't you? You played a few shows in America. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I really can't remember. Not, okay. not many. It's just All been right. a complete blur since okay. Japan. Yeah, yeah. But you're. But but you're. You've, you've got your sea, sea legs back. You're you're back into the swing of things. I haven't. Been, I've always been doing. We've yeah. been playing other. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm constantly you, you playing things. Yeah, but you, you haven't. You know, you haven't played with this configuration. You know, I, I, I guess in what is it, 25 years since the last record. Basically, um, we got this. I was living in Berlin at the time in like 2012. Yeah, I was starting to. I'd, you know, my solo stuff was. You know, carrying on. Great. I just done a record with loads of amazing guests like Daddy G, Rich, Richard Hell, Kenneth Anger, blah, 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 Lee Perry. And then, but while I'm traveling around the world doing my Mark Stewart stuff, I kept on like meeting people and realizing what a place the pop group had in people's yeah. hearts and how some way it'd become a flag for like freaks to gather under. I mean, we've got the same feeling about the clash, yeah. you know, and, and I realized that the, the pop group brand in a kind of, off-brand brandalism sense if you're an ad buster or whatever uh-huh. was a channel to kind of communicate and, so, and then suddenly and we've got to do all these reissues because we've we've heavily fought to protect our legacy and all the kind of our copyrights and our we're fiercely independent so we were talking about doing some reissues and then suddenly I get this phone call from this really cool festival that's called All Tomorrow's Parties that started in England and then it's gone across the world and they get guest curators and Matt Groening from The Simpsons was, was curating this one particular festival. And they give their curators a dream list of who could, what band they'd always wanted to see or could see, dead or alive. I mean, not dead or alive, the band, Pete. But, um, mostly alive if they're going to play the, they're actually going to play the festival. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, 
he wanted um, Iggy to reform the Stooges mm. and me to reform the pop group. I didn't do it that year, but it kind yeah. of kicked, it kicked, the idea, it kicked the ball even harder. We were already talking about it. And we were just so keen to do something new that is, was unrelated to the past as, as a kind of new commission for us people. But, and as soon as we started playing together, the material started just flowing. It's crazy. I cannot believe... I mean, I thought I was like Mr. Experimental and I've done... You know, I was, I was on the edge. But being with four other people who are even more on the edge than you and not knowing which way the wind's going to blow from second to second yeah. is... It's untamable at the moment, and I can't control it. So it's quite an interesting experiment for me. It's it's interesting that you 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 had really no way of contextualizing how big the band was until you started getting these. Is it just because I mean? Is it just because you you had said that you know you, it started popping up, and then you started hearing how important they were to people on a personal level? Yeah, but we you kind of know. I mean, okay. it's quite difficult for me to. I deliberately don't look yeah. at what something means. Uh, you'll become schizophrenic if you start analysing your own c- contextual position sure. in a kind of semiotic way. Yeah. You'd become removed from yourself, which is which I don't think is healthy. Yeah. Right? When you know friends of mine have become really famous, they start seeing themselves. I mean, that's what happened with Bowie and Ziggy Stardust. You start becoming detached from your humanity. Yeah. Which I think is sick. Yeah. But um, no. For so, I, don't, I mean, it's not for, to me for explain it, but what I'm getting from like. And what we've had since we well, since we started, people were putting us in some kind of mm. really heavyweight journalists yeah. in England or something. Yeah. Were, were saying that there was something going on, and we were challenging this and doing this or whatever. And even before we broke up, we'd become in a kind of velvet underground position. Not that I'm interested in it. And over the, and and we've resisted kind of flinching or or, or, or or fleecing it or becoming some kind of heritage act for like however yeah. many years. It's been time and time again. I mean so many bands and so many huge bands keep on referencing supposedly in one song I invented five different genres <laughs> but so what that's not the point the point is for me as a human being I mean I'd rather be outside the system yeah. and I need to be I need to be I need to be excited and, and fed myself so I'm not interested in like playing any kind of game but so for me a project is interesting whether they, whether it's not even public you know sure. So, so what, what, I mean, what are the traps of actually paying attention to something like that? Is it, is it, is it kind of getting caught up in something that was successful to people? Of, of well, no, the whole, point, the whole point of punk, for me, I mean, because people say we're a post-punk yeah. band, but we formed in the punk days, yeah. right? And the whole point of punk, for me, was risk and challenging and breaking things and juxtaposition. There's a magazine here called Juxtapose, which came out the same time as Mondo 2000. I think Kenneth Anger's act of juxtaposition when he put that Christian footage that came through his parents' front door into the homoerotic biker footage in Scorpio Rising, that one act of juxtaposition and Mayor Darren's thing when she put the mirrored face across the thing, Mm. that is where the sparks come from when you put things against each other. So Jamie Reed's thing of putting the pin through the Queen's nodes on Sex Pistols cover, that whole English, it's a kind of hooligan art. When, when you've got no respect for the frame. So you break the narrative. So that art of juxtaposition and risk-taking, which we thought punk was about, idealistically, yeah. we really picked up in Bristol. Yeah. And I was dreaming that dream already from hearing stuff from New York and hearing about the English, the, the, sorry, the New York punk scene, Richard Hale and the New York Dolls and stuff in the beginning of it all. And I dreamt into this thing, some idealist thing, which I don't even think the London punks had. So I was getting really, really politically kind of active and... and and just you know any kind of I feed off interesting 
ideas, scientific, parapolitical, real economy, you know, mystical things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I feed off those sort of things. So those sort of experiments are really interesting for us. But then, so after punk happened, uh, as soon as punk happened, it, it, it was ground zero, it was scorched earth. The doors were open. Aldous Huxley said the doors of perception were open, right? So basically, you could do anything. It, it, it killed off, it was like yeah. the Bolsheviks, it had killed yeah. off the old guard, yeah. right? So what people have now defined as post-punk wasn't a genre. People were running off in all different sure. directions, making rainbows of different ideas. So we were free to mix dub, reggae, free jazz, extreme Japanese noise, whatever, into our thing. And so we were basically mu- making, trying to make music that we couldn't hear anywhere else. Music that we wanted to hear in our heads, our own kind of cut-and-paste kind of mixtape of all these different things we were hearing. So... That is the problem, you see. When you're trying to be free and experimental and people are trying to put you in a coffin of genre or, or saying you're this or you're that, I'll try and break out of it. What, what is it, what is it that, that punk really opened up for you? I mean, you, know, it se- you seem like somebody who would, have, who would have been jamming things together even in... No? There was nothing going on, man. There was, no, no. There was, absolute, it was nothing going on. But, but, but certainly these different musical, diverse genres that you were taking. And as a, con- as a consumer? Together. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, because yeah. I had an older brother, and my dad was pretty out there. My dad's like a kind of weird, a kind of a cultist. Yeah. My, na- my, my nanny was a, was a clairvoyant and spiritualist, and I kind of grew up in quite an open-minded kind of tradition to a certain extent. I would have been an open-minded person, but I'd be working, you know, I'd be working in the local f- factory, so in, in I wouldn't some, have even kind of got been a, you yeah. know, in some my sense, highest dream would have been to be a journalist on a local paper or something. Do you know what I mean? It's but, not funny, man. No, no, no. I listen. I that's you know that's that's more or less what I do. So that's, that's why I'm laughing at it. But but it, it's um. I mean I mean is it just the, the the notion that you you could be a creator of music? Is it was like, enabling. It was yeah. completely okay. enabling. We were that crowd. Yeah. Right. We were the kids in sure. the crowd. We were yeah. dressing up, going to these concerts, right? We, I went to an early Clash concert, right? There was about 10 people there. I saw Paul Simonon from the Clash, <laughs> the bass player, with little Letraset stickers on his bass showing him where to put his fingers. I see. That moment yeah. enabled a whole generation of, you know, that seeing yeah. people like you haven't getting up before. It was all beardy weirdies. I know you've yeah. got a beard, but do you know what I mean? It's like it was thousands of miles away, some stadium Rick Waitman sure. bloody cheap trick or whatever. Yeah. So you there thought, was a machine. Yeah, you thought yeah. I can do that. Yeah. You thought I can stand on that stage. So constant, and, and we're constantly again. You know, people go on about now about like hacktivism and backwiring and sort of and, and enabling and liberation technology and whatever. But that one stance and those juxtapositions brought. You know, talking years later to you know, I remember talking to Ian Curtis and Joy Division, talking to the birthday party kids, talking yeah. to kids up in Scotland. We were all in our parents' bedrooms in suburbia in the big cities or whatever, across the world, kind of getting into New York Dolls, Joe Bryath, Lou Reed, whatever. But there was only one or two in the school who were getting into this kind of stuff. And then suddenly seeing somebody, a a tiny picture of the Sex Pistols, and they kind of looked a bit like you, and you could relate to something, and it wasn't the Bay City Rollers, was, again, a tribal-enabling act. An act of provocation, if you look at it in that kind of sense. So, so in a sense, the, the actual music there nothing was, was not important. Yeah, that, it's the stance. Again, yeah. I don't see myself as a musician. It's the stance yeah. that is important. What I mean, what because what really strikes me about what you, you, you guys did in terms of like getting getting up on stage and, and playing the music is, you know, in, in some sense, a lot of those early bands were just playing kind of, you know, sloppier rock and roll. But yeah. you got up there and you know, a bunch of a bunch of white kids out of. England decided you're going to play jazz music. Yeah. I mean, that's a 
ballsy move. Thank you. But we hadn't even thought about it. I mean, we got the balls from Punk. I mean, I've got this saying, there's the arrogance of power, but yeah. Punk gave us the, the power of arrogance to stand up there. Like It's the same as a football hooligan standing in front of a gang of 200 people who's just going to go like that. Yeah, yeah. It's loud yeah. culture, right? And, if, and, and, and the, the, we didn't think of it. We, was just, we were hearing, I mean, especially with the reggae stuff, my mum grew up in what became a Jamaican community. My granddad was like, my granddad moved into the countryside to the city looking for work, and then they, there was a shortage of labour after the Second World War. Bristol Omnibus was recruiting bus drivers and stuff, and they came and lived in the cheap housing where my granddad lived. Yeah. Daddy G's father from Massive Attack came and moved in like four doors down, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in Bristol, bass music is where I, you know, I was going to sound system dances where, so it's natural for me. So I don't, in, I don't feel white. In a sense of, you know, yeah. again, journalists kind of say, how come you into this? Yeah. Elvis was making, sure. I mean, this, this, these divisions again. Yeah. yeah. In, Bristol's small enough that I have never seen class, race or gender in our gang of people. We, we've got such a diverse, in the, in the crew that we grew up with and in our schools and stuff, we didn't see it. I think that's. I mean, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways. But for me, some of that jazz stuff yeah. is really out there, and it's like it's yeah. the energy of it is completely and utterly. I mean, they're calling it death jazz now. Some, some, you know, skonking. When I saw Casper Brosman and Peter Pizza Brosman, and when we saw Tristan Honsinger, and when we, when I actually sat down and had a cup of tea with Sun Ra, he was punkier to me than Johnny Lydon. Sure. Not being rude yeah. to Lydon or something because yeah. it's, it's our crew, but it's like. Sun Ra was fucking out there and then when I heard Albert Ayler that guy was like talk about somebody he was he's on the edge yeah but that's, that's, that's kind of the whole thing about Sun Ra too is you know he was literally he was an alien from outer space yeah. I mean it was it was it was this it was almost an attempt to get as far away from contextualization as possible right to just be like a, a person with no past a person that didn't didn't come out of anywhere but I kind of my father is a Knights Templar my grandmother was taught every Sunday night we'd have table wrapping sessions and she'd be conjuring spirits up in glasses with these kind of yeah. so I yeah. believe in the other and I think the other is where you pull st- is where creation comes from where you st- when you move into the other that's when you where something different or new might appear because basically we're constructs of what we know or what we learn and all we can do is repeat what we've been taught parrot fashion because they try and take any kind of spirit out of you in the school system so the other or communicating with the other yeah. not in a kind of hippie way but in some kind you know my favourite writer is this guy called Lotremont right or you know when like Andre Breton would go yeah, into yeah, like yeah. Um, automatic writing stuff that that point is where interesting things happen you, you mean in a sense really just sort of channeling something from elsewhere I can't put it into a, a normal way of talking about things because it comes, <laughs> sounds very. It's yeah. not the way to talk about it. I did this. I did this kind of chaos magic. Not that you should use the word chaos magic, right? Because that's another wanky word as well. These are words. Okay. That, these are discolored words. Yeah. I got this saying: the flags of our fathers are tattered and torn, bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Ideal. It's all b- bollocks, as far as I can see. Whatever they call civilization, but these, whatever these things are, and I don't want to sound like some dickhead talking about it, but something appeared this kind of weird ball of light it looked like these weird trepicorium things you get in garden centres but it was moving around like that in that film Phantasm it was moving around like that and I thought right that must be the thing that the Hindus put the multi-headed god onto you know whoever over the years has put some uh, projected their own bollocks constructs onto but it was just there it wasn't bigger than me smaller than me whatever it was there and I'm not going to make anything big or small out of yeah. it or something and I, th- I think that for, and especially live, that kind of that that is quite interesting amongst humans. You know, 
It's like in somebody's live concerts, you kind of you kind of feel something from something in the corner. Or I kind of I got a song about Sophia, which is this kind of Gnostic concept of female wisdom, right? And you can kind of you can kind of call something, and the, if something comes back from the from the room or the audience or the history of the room. My, my dad reckons you can read what's happened in rooms by the electromagnetic particles in the walls. Okay. In some of his weird psychic studies, yeah, approach, he teaches yeah. remote viewing. Do you understand remote yeah, viewing? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't think I don't think you can, again. It's like music. I don't think you should put these things in boxes yeah. because they become commodified. Who wants to commodify the most amazing religious experience apart from fucking machine gun preachers? Yeah, no, that's that, that's fair. But what, I mean, what, what's really interesting too, though, is because is in a lot of uh, in a lot of interviews that I've seen with you and the way you've sort of dis- discussed making music, on, on one track you're taking a pretty pragmatic approach of let's take these interesting dissonant things and... and I, no, that isn't how we do it. That's the only way I can explain it yeah. to somebody because we just do it in, kind of counterintuitively. Yeah. So when somebody asks me a question about how I do things, I haven't got a modus of... I'm just trying to explain... Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. So they trying to, you're trying to explain something and it's different every... Sure. It's not. We don't sit down and say, "Oh, it's we're going to be every, weird today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, at the very normality is weird enough anyway. <laughs> at the very least, you feel like your shorthand for describing it has gotten a little bit better over the decades because you've done enough of these interviews. You haven't found a better approach to talking about it. It's just indescribable. Why do I have to explain it? The music well, is an explanation. Yeah, be- if I was going to be a theorist, I'd be a, a sure. you know, I'd be a. Theorist of the Seder modern. I mean, I'm really into. It. I'm a theory slut. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Music. That is the way I choose to communicate. And then people are trying to break it down because they have to write something about it, and it becomes. Yeah, that's part of it, and and I think part of it is just that you know people who, uh, who who don't feel like feel that they're you know inherently creative want to want to sort want, want to peek behind the curtains and figure out how, how other people do it. I mean, that's why there's no there's nothing behind the curtain. <laughs> That's why I, f- I mean, that's yeah. one of the things I found out about the music business. There's layers yeah. of these people's lawyers, record labels, or whatever, who try and say it's a black art and you have sure. to pay them for layers of. It's like government bollocks. I mean, I mean, does that mean that some people just have it and some people don't? Is that is that what it is? I'm not one to judge other people. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's difficult for. I mean, I'm sorry, for me talking about me yeah. or my projects, I find it a bit embarrassing. I'd rather talk about anything else or some, you know, talk about some kind of new kind of digital manifest or how to create radical social change for the future or whatever than how you made something in 1976. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit wank to me. Sorry. Sure. No, 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 that's fair. Um, but, but, but you can, you can appreciate that other people are, are interested. Yeah, right? but I mean, the best you, things I liked when I was a yeah. kid, there were these things. I remember Burroughs talked to Bowie in a thing for Cream or something. Or, yeah. You get some nutty like theorist like Paul Morley or Simon Reynolds or something make, they have just been studying Derrida or something, and they'd get their, their college essay and kind of put your band's names in it, and suddenly you're like in the middle of some. <laughs> is there is there a worry that you know? Because I've I've had plenty of instances of, of artists artists that I that I really enjoyed, and actually sort of reading about their process or reading yeah, about their process has completely ruined it. Is that is that part of the concern? There's no concern. <laughs> just a general inability to. To, to no, again, for me, yeah. I'm from that tradition. I remember when we were kids with Joy Division and Throbbing Gristle stuff, we just kind yeah. of put on events and caves and stuff. And for me, it's like an art provocation. I'd rather be with like Bruce LeBruce doing some real kind of gender fuck kind of cannibal yeah. kind of mind fuck kind of performance art thing than this traditional way of 
interview interviewee is kind of subservient for me, you know, because you know, for me, we're anti this. I mean, I guess it is, but you're uh, you're, you're certainly one of the, the more uh, dominant interviewees that I've Thank spoken you. to. I mean, you know, you, uh, you, you. It's not that I'm trying to be dominant. It's no, just no, that no. I can't. I'm trying to I'm not, I'm change not. subject from things I can't really answer. Cause yeah, I don't yeah. Really yeah. Okay. Well, well. All right. I mean, this is a, this is a fair time to ask you. Then, what you know, what 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 would you like to talk about if not your own music? I'd like to tr- talk about how to establish some kind of global community. Okay. For the purpose of radical social change, and I think with something like Boing Boing, mm-hmm. the most exciting people I know, yeah. going back to the Christos Inf- Institute and the Electronic Fr- Frontiers Foundation, yeah. and right back to Mondo 2000, yeah. the best minds are on the Electronic Frontiers, and the idealists that wherever whether they're whether they're working for the man or they're just hacktivists or whatever, that is where punk rock is happening. And I think the mutations of those things are a thousand years ahead of the traditional country governments, which are medieval, and I mean, the corporations wiped them out in like the 17th, 18th century or whatever, right? But the real pioneers and the visionaries are in that community, and yeah. that's where I find the most interest. And I think those mutations will make the enabling technology. It's like kids in Korea back, backwiring like cheap copies of playstations or somebody getting an alien craft uh, alien craft and doing back wiring the technology or something that is how the world is going to change i don't want to judge it by old cold war concepts like i keep on saying the 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 the, the past is dead the flags of our fathers lay tattered and torn there has to be a new way of thinking about things yeah. I, I appreciate that but you know you you, you you understand how people sort of need need instances from the past in order to contextualize ideas. I mean, that that makes sense. In order I think to they're dragging us down. Yeah, I got this lyric in one of the songs: "Possessions will sink us." Hmm. Being attached to things. There's yeah. two ways we can move forward: intellectual and physical. Yeah, we can yeah. either be become digital slaves to these to the to the to the hardware. Yeah, or we can use it as, a, as enabling technology try and shrug off and deconstruct and decondition this bollocks that's been put into us yeah. that isn't human even the parallel have been tried to program us to become robots or citizen zombies this is the whole point of my mission my name is Michael 13 I've come from the past I've come the name from, of your my album? name is Michael yeah. 13 I've yeah. come from the future to tell you human beings this Rise is, up against the machines. The, He's laughing at me now. The, no, no, no. This, no, <laughs> this, this, this um, and this does relate back, uh, for better or for worse, this does relate back to music a bit. But, but this is something that was was interesting to me. Again, you know, reading back on uh, some interviews that you were doing in the lead up to the record, that you were at. Um, I want to say grappling, but you, but you were sort of. It seemed like you were slowly evolving the title of the yeah. record. You didn't really know what it was at any point. And does, does does what is what does that come out of that you just didn't really um, thematically you didn't know what what the what the message you were trying to get across was initially? No, the thing grows. Yeah. And often, like I was saying, often the, you know just having a conversation with you is some sure. sort of like, like talking to journalists or often curators and kind of some of these yeah. art things. That's when you have an intellectual conversation. You don't have many intellectual conversations with musicians. <laughs> is that true? This is obvious now, but. Yeah. Oh no! It's a, I you know mean, what I mean? But it's like it's surprising to me. I mean, you know, yeah, especially you know, you're you're you know, driving or flying around with these people, and I'm sure there's some pretty uh, Talk about other bands deep thought going on. No, no. But when you sit down for a second and you start to, yeah, honestly, sure. back in the day, some, yeah. some of the guys from the enemy and 
guys from these kind of cool kind of political yeah. scientific musical fan scenes they were the they're the kind of intellectuals to a certain extent yeah. our stuff is quite feral and brutal and yeah. muscular to it music yeah it's quite sexual as well as intellectual right yeah. so yeah. you kind of you can kind of you can kind of explain the kind of theoretical aspect of it in interviews. I mean, I'd already started thinking about it, and maybe it grew from a theoretical text I was writing, but you do cut-ups and you break things down into words that will fit or, or juxtapose or create lightning flashes within the thing. Yeah. So that is, part of the, that is part of the alchemy of the sound, right? So you find it, like in a radio program, you find a position in, in, for, your, for the certain words within the hypersonics of the spatial field of the sound. Mm-hmm. If you look at it like a 3D movie, yeah, right. So you, sometimes you deliberately say a word in another voice, so you're contradicting your other character or your constructed self. It's immersive. So, so do you understand? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, tell me if I'm, I'm totally off base on this, but but you, but but in a sense, I mean, the, the 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 sonics, the sound of the record, is as much a part of the general idea as as the lyrics. Again, it's I'm the sorry, stance. I keep getting it's the stance. <laughs> yeah. It's the stance. We're taking. I personally but, 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 am taking but, an oppositional stance to this society as it is. The rest of it is just a way of communicating okay. with people. Okay, so I can't me, shout at hundreds of people down the telephone. Yeah, but but oh, so let me let me rephrase it then. But 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 it's orally. It, it's a stance. Orally what? Orally, it's a stance. Orally, it's a you know. It, well, it's in my very body. Yeah. Every every aspect. Every of, aspect of every yeah. atom in my body is in opposition to this reality. Yeah. I think we're. Sla- I think people are trying to enslave you. There's a lyric in Citizen Zombie. You've got that brainwashed look of an alien abductee, yeah. and you can't break people out of the zone. Yeah, yeah. Is is is? <laughs> I mean, is is, mu- is music a conduit for that for yeah. that change? It is. Yeah, I think music and this whole kind of again, it's a community that people. One of the best things I did this concert in Dallas back in the day, and this little kid came up and gave me a cassette of some of his music. Right, turned out it was. Uh, Trent Reznor from Ryan H. Nails when he's like 15 or 16, right? Same thing, I was chatting to some kid outside the thing in the Midwest and he was going, Mark. I said, what, mate? And he said, the thing about your music is maybe I don't like every track or I don't agree with what you're saying. I was going, great, I don't agree with what I'm saying. I'm learning all the time. I'm unlearning and finding out that everything I've learned is completely wrong <laughs> one morning, right? Yeah. He's going, the thing is, it makes you think that I'm not the only weirdo in the village. And I got that from listening to Joe Bryath and Lou Reed when yeah. I was a kid. I'd run yeah. up in my bedroom and put yeah. on, a, on some weird music, and I'd belong in that music. So it gives you a kind of strength. And I think this strength of community, sure. this, with, the, with the net and stuff across the world, people interested in kind of alternative parapolitics, alter, you know, weird science, blah, 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 bits of paranormal, bits of exopolitics. There's a sense, as I travel, that the alternative, as I said at the beginning of the interview, is a lot stronger than people realise. Everybody's individuals naturally are inside their own head, and they don't really... Some of my best mates can't really communicate with other people, right? Because they're so deep in whatever they're doing, especially musicians and artists and stuff. Because they can't communicate with somebody, it comes out through the art, right? They're kind of a little bit kind of Asperger's or something, right? But this sense especially in Europe at the moment, of the, with the rise of the right wing, it's really important that people, of conscious, conscious people stand up and say, we're on this planet too, yeah. because the right is getting so strong, right? And it's time for everybody of an alternative, conscious persuasion to stand up and say, we're on this planet too, because it only takes good people for, to do nothing for evil to prevail. And I think we're in a similar situation to just before the Second World War. 
in Europe at the moment. The right wing are going to be elected in about five different supposedly civilised European countries, and I think it's sick. <clears throat> this is sort of, I mean, this is, and, and this is something I grapple with a lot. But this and is, that, at this time, at a time yeah. like this, people are playing with their iPhones and finding the sure. latest app and well, being yeah, completely exactly. distracted. It's a distraction. Yeah, well, that's that, that's it exactly. But but I think even even more to the point. I mean, this is the sort of the two edged sword of the internet is that um, you know it helps weirdos find other weirdos, which is great. But at the same time, it ends up shoving people into silos, right? I mean, it's it's the the internet right now. I mean, it's done a, done an interesting thing in that there isn't. Uh, a massive popular culture in the way that there used to be, but everybody's kind of off on their own, their own little thing right now. And and I guess the big question is then, um, you know, you've got a lot of like-minded people spread out over again a lot of different corners of the internet. What what what's what is the next step to to uniting those people? Is it is it is music well, a part like of that? You. Yeah. It's these communities like Boing Boing. There's yeah. people like the guy from The Simpsons. You know, you get to realize yeah. that. There's really, you know, the, what the, the the graphic I did for the middle of Citizen Zombies is fist coming out through a suit and somebody tearing off their tie. I'm realizing there's really cool kind of post-punk secret agents way up in TV stations in the yeah, government I in England. Lot, I'm finding yeah. out they're in the government. There's people yeah. from our generation yeah. who are, in fact, yeah. sorry, the, the 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 blinding geniuses of our generation way up. They let these idiot, like egocentrical idiots mm-hmm. who don't know anything about geopolitics or yeah. economics or anything. Look at look at look at cryptocurrency. Bitcoin it's it's and, light yeah. years ahead of. Yeah. They don't know these guys, These career politicians are not educated people. Are not being rude. <laughs> educated people don't want to I, do that sort of shit. I really. I mean. I you know. I really. I really like this idea of sort of like covert operatives yeah. in, in in popular culture. I mean, Matt Groening is a good example of that because you know he certainly came up. I mean, like. He was a contemporary with Gary Panter, which is, I think, like, like you know, sort of real punk rock art at the same time. So that's so. So I mean, is it is it as uh, this is gonna this might come across as a little bit silly, but is it you know just being sort of how important is just being a little bit subversive? Is uh, you know, Simpsons is a good example of um, something that is crucial and and but very popular culture, well, and that is what the pop group's about to a yeah. certain extent. Because when okay. we started, yeah. we wanted to be a pop group. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that Bowie was a pop group, but Roxy Music was a pop group. I learned more from David Bowie than I learned from school. I learned about William Burroughs, Chelsea, Lou Reed, Jean yeah. Genet, Jean Genet, whatever. He educated yeah. a whole swathe of, of kids in England, right? So the pop group wanted to be a pop group. We had this situation, this idea, like the pistols of being an explosion in the heart of the commodity, right? Standing on the sidelines and, be, and saying, I'm holier than now, kind of mm-hmm. vanity publishing punks, doesn't really get you anywhere sure, at the moment. Sure, and, the, and, the, and the ogres will control the world and yeah. break the world at the feast of... Come the resources walls, we need some power. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, people who who do bite their lip and get in there, now is the time to tear off your ties and show your colours because it's get, it's getting a bit crazy at the moment. I just yeah I I, I don't I I mean I, I I I'm not sure if we're at a point now where you can you know as somebody in a position of of like. Gonna, as somebody in position of pop culture power, I don't know if we're in a point now where you can just sort of come out and, and, and be that overt about it. It seems like you have to keep just sort of sprinkling things in, right? No? The heads of these huge corporations, they're cool, a lot of them are cool people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not that them and us, the guys, the, guys that, the guys at some of these things are cool people. Obviously, capital yeah. tries to crush them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you can, if you can dream past capital, or capital is chasing you because you're creating the future, 
the dreamers are taking over. Yeah, I just, I, I think, I, I mean, think, you know, yeah. I'm trying to be optimistic to get no, no, to totally. be like, no, no, I, 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 I appreciate that. Yeah. As you, but I'm just trying to like put some energy, you know. No, I, I, I appreciate. It. I mean, it, you know, it's, it, it, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the irony of it is that in a lot of ways, I mean, okay, you know, granted, you're, uh, more more abstractly and largely, you're up against the right, but you're me- the the people that you're immediately butting heads against are people on the left. I mean, this is and and this is something that you put down the microphone. <laughs> this is so- no, no. I I think this is this- that's the that's what happened to the left in England, right? Once a year in England, there's this. The first people to form an organised union yeah. in England were from this little village near my mother's called Tollpuddle. They tried to get some rights for farm workers, like the 1800s or something. Some of them were hung, some of them were sent to Australia. Once a year, to commemorate these Tollpuddle martyrs, all the different variants of the left gather in this village, right? You walk down the village high street, there's the Socialist Party of Great Britain, the Fabian Party of Great Britain, the, the Socialist. British, the British Socialist Party, all these splits of the left from yeah. 1912. Yeah. And I chat to all the, I went th- through the tables and they go, well, we fell out with them. 19- we haven't talked to them since, yeah. right? Yeah. If people of a, that's part of the story. If people cannot unite and oppose the the the, the greedy people, what is a what is the problem over nuances of? I mean, that's. I, I had this exact same conversation. I, I I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, publisher Microcosm. Have you heard of it? It's. it's well, I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Um, you know they mostly do it's uh, sort of small run press things but I, I had this exact same conversation with uh, with, with the publisher of, of Microcosm because he's he's really interested in um, bicycle activism bicycle yeah um, and you know I think I, I you know say I guess <laughs> say what you will about fascism but you know the one thing that they have going for them is is they know what the message is and they know how to communicate it <laughs> Hear that from Bong Boing? Sorry. No, but 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 yeah, I mean, if, I'm going to say this guy outside. <laughs> Honestly, you you, un, you understand what I'm saying, though? Is, is well, that we had the same thing in punk, man? And yeah. I don't want to get into some personal attack on some guy from some. But yeah, I, but this is a personal conversation. This is not sure. my conversation. Is yeah, you know, because yeah. we're just going to blow apart all the stuff I was saying earlier on. So I don't I don't want to talk about this on. No, I I, I, I I like I think I think that it's something that we can we can talk about without going in in the specifics of it, and I think it's an important thing to talk about because no, what I was going to say to that splits of the left thing that was happening in the seventies and eighties. What I'm finding again, yeah, I must stress my optimism here is some of these the new wave of kids and kind of and dreamers are not tied to the yeah. flags of our fathers. These Cold War concepts of left and right, yeah, perhaps. Are not applicable to the future. It, it's it, it, it's it, it, you know it, I, I think that because um, a, a lot of these sort of theories are things that have been flying around for, around for a while in terms of sort of the transformative nature of the internet. I mean, you know, Timothy Leary was saying this a, a long, long time ago. Um, I think that we're seeing some of them come to fruition in ways that we didn't expect, and I, I think music ties back into this because. Um, Again, I was thinking about this. Thinking uh, when I was thinking about about your music, about um, specifically about the, the pop groups approach that you had when you were, you know, when when you were first starting out. Um, that I look at a band like, are you familiar with the, the group Odd Future, the hip hop group? Yeah. Um, and what's really striking to me about them is, uh, you know, I've, I've watched uh, the the 
kind of the, the, the lead MC, the main guy, uh, Tyler, the creator, talk about music. And um, he talks about music without any sort of preconceived notions about social, uh, about you know, cultural constraints, things like that. I mean, about uh, preconceived notions about cultural constraints. You know, he will, he'll, he'll talk about any, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's rap or rock or jazz or, or whatever. And that's, and that's, that to me is, is sort of one of the, the more, and it's one of the more heartening things that we're seeing right now. Untethered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that, that, that they're, that they're drawing from, everything and then it doesn't matter because it's not maybe it's and not we cool did that. we did that yeah. we naturally did yeah. that and do that i mean yeah. like on the new one somebody was saying the other day how again if i have to analyze something which i'm loath to do how sure. is the new stuff different to the old stuff yeah and for me within one song we suddenly change whatever people later call a genre we suddenly change completely change within the song yeah let alone change multiple personalities within the lyrics but for me personally, like we were magpies when we were kids drawing on funk, extreme Japanese noise, dub reggae or whatever, and thinking, you know, I was hearing, when I first heard Footwork and Duke, I, th- I heard this bass drum, and it comes from DJ Assault and booty bass and stuff. I heard a position of a bass drum again. Like I heard the heaviness of bass and sounds of reggae, sound systems. I thought, God, imagine that if that was playing a death metal beat yeah. in that position in the spatial field. So... We're constantly feeding and drawing on stuff now, Mexican stuff, weird, like, there's this Egyptian wedding music that's coming out of the moment, which is off the chain, right? I'm thinking, how can I, how can I use that in my arsenal? Yeah. Yeah, right. it's, yeah, I mean, you know, so, again, as somebody who, who is, is more familiar with you through, through the, the pop group, I mean, you know, obviously we're sampling a lot of sampling, but you know, a drawing on a, a large arsenal of genres there. But, but to 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 go back and see what you've done subsequently, um, you know, in a way, in a way, my 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 mind almost can't draw the connections. You know, of like like how like you know how like of 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 how you got from 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 one place to another. And I, and I was it, in New York. I was in New York with the pop group, nineteen eighty. Yeah. Year and a half out of school. Came here as quite a bumpkin Bristolian, to tell the truth, (laughs) because I hadn't really had a lot of dealings with kind of creative people, and there weren't really any role models for us in our community. It's quite a backwards sort of place, right? Suddenly, sitting in some late night place, the bloke who I later found out was Keith Herring was having a drink and drawing on the wall. (laughs) Jean-Michel Basquet and Vincent Gallo's band Grey were playing just before us. We'd been taken to these opening. I was staying yeah. with this filmmaker who made his no-japs on my phone. He turned out to be one of the most amazing filmmakers. Of We were in the middle of just before No Wave. It was all kicking off. And yeah. we, were, yeah. we were being taken here, there, and everywhere. I didn't really understand. These people became my friends. A mate was just setting up MTV, Nickelodeon. You know, but that spirit of like... And I'm like... I kind of belong here to us. I mean, yeah. I've been reading about it in Andy Warhol's interviews and dreaming in it through Bowie songs since I was 12 or 13. But it's just... So in, in, this, in, this, lo- in this loft, staying with this filmmaker guy that's talking about... I thought, oh, this guy's into the same weird stuff I found out. Huizman, Lotramon, this weird, like... Marquis de Sade shit. Stuff I was just getting yeah. into from an early age. And I thought, wow. And then... I was, I had, we all had ghetto blasters, double, double set of ghetto blasters, and we listened to New York State radio station. I tuned across one night. I had this fucking drum beat going off like a road drill. 
<laughs> like when it's pounding things. It was the first really early Red Alert show on WBLS, right? And he was dropping the beginning of some of these hip-hop beats, right? When I heard that, I thought, this is me. So it took me about four or five months. But somehow, through, through Tommy Silverman, I tracked down Keith, Le, Keith LeBlanc and, and those guys. And I was like, fuck this. People fucking... People in England banging bits of metal or whatever think they're fucking industrial. Fuck you. Do you know what I mean? This is fucking yeah. funky as fuck. Yeah. And I thought I can twist that again. You know. So again, you run off with, and then you get to work with Jamaican musicians. You get to work with Kenneth Anger, and you flip them, and yeah. you use them, and you twist yeah. them, and it's a melt. It's a stew. I, that, that was really the thing that really struck me about when I moved out to New York. You know, because I'm a big, um, uh, I'm a big fan of you know comics of sort of like alternative comics, and I, and I can uh, comics of you know com- yeah yeah, and, and just the idea of. Uh, you know, I, remember I came out here for an internship, and I remember walking around and stumbling on this um, this art gallery, and you know, all these like sort of like mythical people that I had heard about were just around. And that and that's the amazing thing about New York City is is how level the playing field. David is. Bowie walked into my mate's like pop up gallery, some kid from Plymouth who was doing these weird kind of menstrual yeah. things. You know, yeah. But yeah, like the, one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Just you know, basically moving. He's talking here, about me, obviously. Yeah, in, or, in order, in order to just, I mean, that, that's why a lot of people move here. It's just to be a, to, to sort of be a person among amongst people. And this uh, was was I mean was was part of the the, the impetus behind pop group. You know, behind uh, behind getting uh, getting back together after hearing all of these sort of personal testimonials. Was was it? The idea of getting a sort of a larger, uh, larger uh, bullhorn, a larger megaphone to, to, to reach people. Well, no, to because no, to a certain extent. I mean, my I'm in quite a strong position anyway. Okay. Yeah. And across the world, I mean, people don't really understand it. They think you haven't been, but you, you know, you're huge in Japan, or you, you know, yeah. and across yeah. the world, you can and you're doing these art things and whatever, and you can kind of work with whoever you want. I've yeah. never had a problem. Yeah. To tell the truth. And sometimes you you kind of drop if you if you're judging it on stats you you know and a lot of this a lot of this is my kind of skeletal this is my kind of infrastructure that's running this. <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean not not so much in terms of collaboration, but you know like 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 right right now at this at this very moment you guys have a new record out you're you're touring yeah so people who otherwise wouldn't be paying it's another channel to it's a bit like the guy yeah. it's a bit like the guy from Blur who's got Blur and the Gorillas yeah or my you yeah. know like my mates Massive Attack when they collaborate yeah. with whoever or whatever so it's another channel but the pop group channel is seriously open at the moment because as I'm saying I am so shocked by what is coming out of these the other lads I mean we're not lads anymore but it's like I'm like for the first time in my life I'm like what the fuck is going on and, and a bit like the, and a bit the, like with that weird magical thing I was telling you about yeah, when yeah, ball yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to judge it, no, no, and I don't no, want to call no, it. No, no. But it's like I want to try and chase that thing and see yeah. where it goes. You know, I'm well, in, I'm in, I'm I'm personally very impressed, and that takes a lot for me to say that, mate. <laughs> well, that's the, that, that. I mean, that's um, you know, I, I spoke to uh, I spoke to somebody about, about this about this recently. Uh, that that um, sometimes doing the wrong thing, something you you know, is that psychogeography of yeah. like coming out of the house and turning left. If you do if you do the wrong thing, it yeah. can be amazing. Well, well, you know, because I, I think that I think that artists look at other artists who appear to do things, maybe in some cases actually do them, but appear to do things effortlessly and are incredibly jealous of that, of the idea that um, somebody again, to, somebody can just sort of like channel art and, and create it. I don't see. I don't think art is separate. To I mean, for me, it's just another trade. I mean, some of my mates yeah. work at a carpet factory. Amongst our crew in Bristol, it's not. It's punk to say something art. The only way I understand that is, in a political sense, right? There's a saying in Bali that we have no art; we do everything well. 
Yeah. I, so I, why should art be separate? Why, no, why no, can't no, you no, just no. deal your whole day like? Yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm using art from the standpoint, and, and, and I, and I, I suppose in a sense this can apply to to any any job. But you know, uh, it's, I, I do think that it's sort of like it's the gold standard. Uh, you know, when you when when you look at somebody who is able to just sort of create without overthinking it. I, d- I don't see creation as a separate. T- it's like when people say, "Why do you talk about politics? Politics is life." It's like every action you make has a. We're all entangled objects, and I think somebody say, for me from our scene in Bristol, yeah, right. When we were growing up, and all the Bristol thing was kicking off, and everybody was DJing a massive attack and tricky, and everybody right. It was often a really good mate, a really good lad who's never wanted any light shone on him or whatever. But if he was at a party or he was in the room. Magic would happen, yeah. And, and he wasn't an artist; he was just some kid who works <laughs> on the telephones or something. Do you know what I mean? It's, and the whole point of punk was that everybody's everybody's an artist, yeah. But to start bringing in that kind of renaissance sort of thing of oh, the artists work for the elite, you know, it's it's not that it's it's uh, this enabling thing is you know it, it's like pre anyway. I don't know. Well, no, I don't. I don't think obviously we're... if you get inspired by something, yeah, yeah. but I get inspired by like I just saw a, a, a plastic. A plastic box on the street out there said New York. No, yeah. no, no. And for me, that was like, like Andy Warhol. I'd pick up that box and it's an object trouvé or something. I can't see this. I mean, my brother went to art school. I mean, I never went yeah. to college. My brother went to art school. And obviously, you try and pass yourself off as slightly sure. more important than somebody else sure. to get some money off them, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's the occult technology of power. In England, the Druids had a moon chart. The people were so backwards at that stage, right, that they didn't know... What the, the seasons of the moon, right? The druids got these kind of Neanderthal leaders and, in this field and say, look, we're going to make the moon disappear because they had a chart from the Egyptians or something. That occult technology of power, because some people were allowed to have this, te- this information other people weren't, is how this system fucking works. I'm here to destroy that. I do, yeah, I don't. I don't think These we're. Myths must be exploded. I, I don't think we're. I don't think we're in in, in, in disagreement. I, I just. I think. I, I think what I what I'm getting at is that um, art or or anything else is sort of. Uh, it, it's viewed as being a sort of. A, I'd rather as, put the energy into changing reality. Yeah. Than to standing on the sidelines and making a comment. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. reflecting on things and saying, "Oh, look, it's, it's no, a no, really no, no, grey, no. Lowry <laughs> painting of Manchester." Or let's make a really depressing record, and that is part of the thing of the pop where We're really hopeful and joyous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but 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 I uh, but unless Sorry, I'm, I'm not attacking you personally. No, 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 no. But unless I'm misunderstanding you, like I think I think what I think, and tell me if I'm misinterpreting this, but I, but I think what you're so excited about is um, that you're going in and and. Uh, you know, going in and, and, and playing and going in and recording and, and that and that what we is we feel like the Marines at the moment. What's that? We feel like the Marines. You feel like the Marines? <laughs> With the the band trying to get a beachhead. Is yeah, a band called the Marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 you know, but but that some that what's coming out is something that you can't really explain. Is that that that's something that that yeah, that and we're getting expected. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that's the excitement, right? I mean that that's that's how you that's how you knew that this current iter- uh, iteration of the band is is working. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I don't think we're in, dis- in disagreement over no. over that point. And, and and again, like I think I think that that's sort of the the idealized version of creation is to is to do it without overthinking. Because you know when you overthink things, you know I, I tend to think of you know in music as as but again. Yeah. Perhaps I've just realized it. Like yeah. you were saying when I was realizing ideas about the zombification of society thing, I've just realized that art like, is kind of 
is useless in the fact that you should be putting that energy into your personal situations or your, or your reality and changing the society instead of wasting all that energy on some kind of reflection? <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're if you're generally making people's lives l- lives better in 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 some respect, aren't aren't you aren't you creating, aren't you creating aren't you contributing for another thirty five years? Got to get no, but you know, honestly, like you know, somebody's having a, a shitty day, a shitty a shitty life, and. And, and you're and yeah, your you're not going to change it, but you got you got you got actually radical social it. changes. What's needed? But not trying to sell them a record level. for ten ninety nine. Do you know what I mean? Are you really desperate? That's a, but that's on a macro, th- but on a macro level, making somebody's life a, a little bit better. Uh, there's something you said. I'm joking. About. I'm joking. Right, right. You've right, made though. my life a bit better, Mister Boing okay. Boing. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, like, like they're, they're, they're sort of like grandiose things, and and Brand for better, human. Who? Yeah. grandiose, yeah. And these, and these are things that take large scale movements over a large period of times, large periods of time. But if you can, yeah, even the, Sp- to- even the anarchists in the Spanish Civil War yeah. had little marching bands. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I, you know, exactly. If we're the marching band for the you know for the next yeah. generation of back engineered yeah. mutant Godzilla ch- cannibal children, fair yeah. be it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I guess this, the, the the worry is that you know I'm. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm I'm kind of hard 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 pressed to think of an example where, um, you know, music really aff- affected a tangible social change. <laughs> he just you, he just see gave, he flipped me. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not possible. <laughs> this tape will self-destruct in ten seconds. Let me let me ask you this: on, on a very, it's not the questions, but I've got to go in a minute. I'll okay, okay. But final question: um, on a, on a very pragmatic level. I don't understand what pragmatic means. I don't understand the word. Sorry. Oh no, no, that's fine. No, no pra- <laughs> uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have known it from talking to you. Uh, pragmatic, just uh, uh, like a realist, you know, very very realistic level. Pragmatism is about realism. Yeah, I thought it was like picking out things that are important and dealing with them. Near realism, social realism. What's realism? In an odd sense, uh, 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 it's logic. Magical realism. Yeah, no, <laughs> magical realism. Oh, it's the opposite. Oh, magic. It, it's uh, no, 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 no. We're going to change all these words now. Dealing with things on on a, on a logical level. Vol- One example of anybody ever dealing where who no, 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 has no, ever no, done no, that? No, no, who has no. ever what humans ever dealt with it? Plato or something? Spock. Presumption. Yeah, <laughs> Aristotelian presumption. Yeah. No, no, no. no he but, just called me Spock. Just because I had this weird spot. All haircut. I'm asking, and, and again, you, you won't yeah. ever have to deal with me again after asking this question. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Your life will be infinitely better after this question. No, but. but Hang the DJ. On a, on, a, on a day-to-day level, like, what, what you know, what. I don't follow the, the Julian concepts of time, man. Anyway, go on. Realism. Best case scenario, you know, in, in terms of uh, being a part of affecting positive social change. Make the switch, yeah. Through music, through through um, through, through through sort of channeling these ideas, um, you know, what, what 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 would you like to have happen through having put this album out uh, from having gotten those ideas out there? It's not just from this album. Again, yeah. I'm very very humble and kind of enabled and ennobled by the amazing feelings that we're getting across the world and what something that we did in our bedrooms when we were 14 years old has yeah. come to represent. Yeah. The pop group in some way has come to represent a door to the other. And in that 
what okay. it's not even a room that other whatever in, in there yeah, yeah. you go in there that is a room to dream or the or the or the space to dream mm-hmm. and when people dream they start to invent things and 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 newness happens yeah. but even the word new is not relevant i'll have to speak in enochian i think this loops i think this loops us back to the beginning is is it's just it's um we carry i mean i you know it's yeah. i think it's for me, it's a very, very... Little did I know in 1979 that inside these machines and there's networks across the world and, and, the, and the coolness and people, and, and people have come up to me and said, I heard your stuff when I was 14 or 15 and now I'm doing this. These people are yeah. doing amazing yeah. fucking shit. And I feel like a proud, proud father to... It's not to do with music, it's to do with the openness of ideas. We had this thing in the 16th century in England called the Invisible College with Francis Bacon, alchemists... You know, for me, Fulcanelli, the alchemist, is my hero. In the sense that 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 punk was was a gateway to this notion that anything is possible. Yeah. you want to be that that gateway. Yeah, the That's pop the best group is scenario. an index of possibilities. Yeah. There you go. That was Mark Stewart of the Pop Group. Um, I, you know what? I think it went well. I think it. Uh, I, I was thinking a lot about this conversation. I knew going into it that he. Has a reputation. He's, he's, he, he doesn't really pull any punches. He's not particularly easy when it comes to interviews. Uh, you know, he likes to he likes to talk about what he likes to talk about. And uh, you know, I, as, as soon as as soon as the conversation ended, and I turned off the microphones, we, we said our goodbyes and, and left the restaurant. I got on a train. I was thinking a lot about this conversation um, in the in the intervening days. And you know, I think it. Uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with, with with how it turned out. I think it uh, it turned from um, a uh, largely combative conversation to at the beginning to you know, I think it was really kind of uh, thought provoking conversation. So um, I'm glad it worked out. Thanks so much to him for for taking the time to do that. Uh, Pop group is back. Uh, they've uh, the first their first album in uh, 35 years. Their first album in 35 years. Citizen Zombie is out now. They're around. They're touring. Uh, definitely recommend checking them out. Definitely recommend uh, digging into some of their some of their older stuff and and Mark Solo stuff. Um, really, really fascinating, wonderful pioneering great band. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks to Brian as always for editing this thing together. Thanks to you guys for for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate us over on iTunes. It's it's important. That's literally all the compensation that that. I asked from from this show, which I'm actually technically losing money on, is uh, rating for me over on iTunes. Uh, if you've got any feedback or anything else, you can send it to reylcast at gmail.com. We've got a Tumblr that's reylcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all the information about the show. You can also find a, a treasure trove of information about REYL over on uh, Facebook. We've got a Facebook group. Uh, lots of so many, lots of good shows. You know what? I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm recording this and I'm heading out to uh, yet another interview. So lots of good shows lined up. We will be back just about this time next week with another episode of R.A.Y.L. Mm-hmm.